to this week's edition of Detroit International. Here in what's almost a studio is uh, Evan the Tork God. What's yo, going yo, on? what's up, what's up? Um, so right now you have a lot of different um, stuff in the works, a couple of um, well, consistent songs, um, projects, LPs, um, but you also have a couple of shows that integrate like a really heavy visual aspect to it. Could you tell us a bit uh, more about that? Um, I mean, pretty much like many performances that are on a scale of like an opener that I have coming out are gonna be like visually like appealing. Mm -hmm. But um, I got Twerk Out Live coming soon and that is like the project that I'm really working on that's a visual masterpiece. And it's really about bringing that quality that the like majors have to a local level. Mm -hmm. So where you're watching a show and you're just like, wow, blown away and um i can't believe i got this for 10 15 bucks for a ticket like mm -hmm. um music is like good i like making music but it's not enough mm -hmm. people want a whole experience they, they have oh, yeah. other senses that are still uh, in work when they're at a concert and mm -hmm. we want to you know at like twerk out and piranha game we want to make that just apparent when you do most of our shows and um mm -hmm. you know tour guy live is going to be the first installment of just really showing you that mm -hmm. and then we got more shows to come you know we're even working on like you know, tour got 3D and, and stuff like that in the future, so. Mm -hmm. And just based on past experience, like, um, people, well, well, when they see you live, they really do enjoy the experience because it is an experience, yeah. you know? It's not like um, just going up on stage and just doing a couple of songs, doing in the background, nothing else going on. Right, right, right. It's like there's visuals, there's uh, set design and all of that, and that's what really separates, um, I don't want to say the men from the boys, but yeah. <laughs> something along the lines. Something along the lines. Yeah. I just think it like separates um, separates people that are just passionate for more. Mm. And like I just think like some people are just meant to be rappers. Mm. But uh, I just don't. I saw myself as more than just a rapper. Mm -hmm. Like so then I. And that's what really separates. There's nothing wrong with just rapping. Because mm -hmm. some people, you can get other people to do all the rest. But, you know, I was just like a visual kid for like a very, very long time. And movies mm -hmm. are like my thing. I watch a movie just to see what they, what it has to offer. Mm -hmm. Not even necessarily interested in like what, the story if, or Yeah, whatever. story yeah, plot yeah. or color texture or whatever it may be. Just a, a small scene can change everything how I want to design my next show. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, um, uh, what, what, what sort of qualities are you leaning towards right now? Like, like what sort of qualities do you want to incorporate in uh, live or 3D? Um, surprised, just be surprised. And um, mood change, mm -hmm. like songs, like when you have like make an album, like, like or a project, like you have songs that are like very similar, but some are like really different. And um, when you're at a show, like you just, you just want to feel something different because that's what makes you bored. Mm -hmm. you, the average like attention span that's been like trained to us to now is like, 30 seconds something really like you know you because you yeah. like what well, you watch tv and it's like five minutes thing and then it's like three commercials that follow they're all 30 seconds about different topics yeah so like you're not like now in time we're trained only by 30 seconds to really like some shit like mm -hmm. like anything mm -hmm. so like now i'm kind of like just pushing on like you know what since i know that know this information mm -hmm. let's make it so like they are constantly being tricked all through the show surprised and they're like oh mm -hmm. this Whoa, it gets better and better as time prolongs in the show. And I think that's what makes a, a great show. Solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of, um, I guess, recent musical progression, you've been, you, you've been making and putting out music for a handful of years now, right? Um, well, actually, like last year, I released Get Blessed. It's like my first project. Damn, this, but, this, this big, this quick, huh? <laughs> yeah, but like, we, like uh, we were really bad at making music in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, it had like growing pains. Like, so, like, of course, but, yeah. 
Heisenberg, like my uh, producer, you know what I'm saying? He's like partner in crime, pretty much. And mm-hmm. he, he really pushed me to find a sound. And, he, and I was making like just garbage songs. And he was just like, dude, it's like, just, you're just making this to make this. Like, mm-hmm. find who you are, mm-hmm. make it, and then it would be good. And then when he started hearing like better stuff, and, and you know, I kind of like pushed him to like do different stuff uh, like production wise, but he was okay with it. Cause he was like, as long as you're figuring out who you are. Word. And I think that was the reason for the success. Cause we were like trying to, you know, I was trying to find myself, I found myself, and it was completely different than what everybody expected. Yeah. And uh, that's why, like, I guess, like, it seems like last year we dropped a project, mm. and then we dropped a project, like, this year. Even mm. though I feel like I, I should drop more music more often, mm-hmm. um, that we had success. But other than that, we were just grinding and just being who we were and, like, feeding into, like, this monster we were creating, like, just feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. And people mm. was like, okay, like, with a name like Evan the Tour Guy, like, first of all, I'm surprised. And then why? And then I'm interested. And then if you keep on, like, really going hard, people are like, yeah, I like it now. Mm-hmm. I really like it now. Like, or, you know, so. Setting, uh, setting something up and then just putting the flip on it and then just, have, like, yeah. stunning people. Yes, yeah, yeah, stunning yeah. people. Uh, ama- like, that's what movies are based out of. The greatest movies, you're like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe that just yeah, happened. You just, you just don't know who you are afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm actually not in the studio that much anymore. Okay. Uh, I used to be in it a lot, mm-hmm. but now I, se- I separate to one day, mm-hmm. but constant. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't even write. Like, like one full day. Yeah, I don't or... even write music at home. Uh-huh. Like, because I need to live life to write a song. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I gotta sure, go yeah, yeah. through things to like write songs and I gotta go, you know, party or whatever. I gotta, you know, I gotta go through a heartbreak. I gotta go through, you know, mm-hmm. a, a love, lust, whatever, right. breakup, whatever you gotta go through to write like songs mm-hmm. that make me wanna write better stuff. And um, the sound, like, me and X, even, like, right now, we just released a project, but I'm working on my next project, like, mm-hmm. right now. And it's not even that I'm working on it. I'm learning how to do it because it's new. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, we'll go in the studio and I make one song for 10 hours. We'll just be learning, like, okay, like, what do you think of this? Or, like, hey, yeah. man, what, what were we listening to, like, when we were kids? Like, or yeah. what, was, what was that weird thing that I just didn't understand as a kid, but mm-hmm. I liked it, like, so much? And mm-hmm. then that's what makes me, like, create new stuff. Like, the, my, my new project will hopefully sound way different from my last project, like mm-hmm. this project right now. But this project, people were like, yo, like, Get Blessed sucks compared to this project. Like, I don't even play Get Blessed anymore. And, mm-hmm. but, like, it kind of hurts my feelings, but, like, it doesn't, because I'm like, wow, it's so no, straight, bad. that's how you know you're making progress. Yeah. That's how you know you're making, yeah. one of the ways you know that you're making the next step. Yeah, you know? so that I can say, um, you know, to work on something and be new, you mm-hmm. have to spend a lot of time in being new. And like, it's really easy to like be generic and just like copy something. Mm-hmm. But in, if it's generic and it copy something, it's like, it sounds good. It's really easy to feed into that too. Like, True. oh yeah. man, like I just gonna make, you know, these trap records that mm-hmm. just sound like this. But like me and X, X really changed the production scale on a lot of things. It forced me to be a different kind of artist. Okay, so. word. Um, at the, and this is sort of a thought that I've had for a while, but the, the point itself goes directly back to the medium itself, right? So in the end, like, if it sounds good, then it is good because this is our medium, uh, right. you know, music, sound. Like, just like for movies, if it looks good, and there's obviously other qualities that play into it, but, it, but for a lot of people, if it looks good, then it is good. It is good. good, yes, exactly. You know? Um, and you're right, it is sort of easy to just feed into that uh, uh, idea that going or, or replicating somebody else's stuff uh, because it sounds good is good, but um, actually pushing it into different boundaries and finding the next thing, the the future uh, trend or whatever right. is going to be uh, is it, it, it's good in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know what the future holds. You, you, you have to go through stuff to even figure out what the future trend is. Yeah. And like, I think about like times where I was watching like rock stars, like make some of their like biggest songs. Like they went through like some stuff to even write that song. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and when I think about that, that's like a fear. Like you gotta go through some like hard, hard stuff to write some of the best records mm -hmm. ever in your life. Like Kurt Cobain was going through like crazy depression, right? Like all these Nirvana records, and you're just like, dang, like that. What a life, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um, DMX was going through so many struggles, mm -hmm. and still you look at it like, what a life, because he made some of the biggest records like oh, yeah. of time. You know what I'm saying? I was just watching Ghostbusters the other day, still playing a DMX record. Yeah. So his royalty checks is like still coming in. So I'm like, that's how good it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But like these people were like really like hurting at a time or feeling something. And I, I look forward to that, to creating. Like I have to feel. Word. Genuine human experience. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If um if you could sort of boil down some of your recent projects in uh in, in, into a couple of words of essence. Um, what, what sort of genuine human experience are you getting across with this kind of stuff? Um, God, let's see, like Get Blessed was just, Get Blessed was, want, we named it Get Blessed because it was like, we want it to be big. Like you have to get blessed, like right. get it, go right. get it. And, yeah. and when we were recording like Lean Cuisine, I would say like, I was just really in a mood and you know, I was like on like, just in the studio, just, did some drugs, like not really like heavy drugs, but like right, yeah. I was just on it and my, my friend was like, you know, what do you think of this? And I was just feeling the mode. And then we made like Lexus Texas, like it happened mm -hmm. on accident. It happened out of me and X, me and Heisenberg, like mm -hmm. X really working together and just like, fuck, this is do whatever, man. Tour God was about doing whatever. Cause it was just mm -hmm. a stupid name. Like it was just like the dumbest name ever. Like Evan mm -hmm. and Tour God. And people would, like laugh at it and be like, what? Like, that sounds stupid. Like even like my previous manager that found me mm -hmm. that like really put me on, like uh, Drew, mm -hmm. um, Drew Hunt, by the way, shout out to Drew. He's still my boy, no matter what. Well, he's not my manager anymore, but he's still my boy. Uh, and he like, he like put me on, he saw my first name on a flyer and he was like, who is Evan the twerk guy? Like, mm. who is that? Like, mm. and he was like, no, he was saying no first. Like he was like, no way. But um, he heard the music and he saw me at a show and I was handing out sl slices of pizza. I had a song called Pizzeria. I ended up deleting because I didn't like it. <laughs> and uh, it was a stupid song. But he was like, yo, this kid's like, it's like really innovative, like to pass out pizza. So everyone's forced to come to the stage. They right. want to slice pizza. Yeah. And then like, they kind of like, you know, I believe in this thing. Like if you do something for someone, like they're like deep down in their heart, they feel like they want, they have to do something for you back. Right. So like, they, they just yeah. want to know that they traded it. Like, okay, mm -hmm. you, I'll chill with you for your song. Like, uh -huh. and um, you know, when we were doing that, like, I think that Get Blessed was just the beginning of new things. And, um, you know, I was making like just random records, but like Too Blessed, Two Bless was more like trying to stay on top. And mm -hmm. we, we were realizing like how our success was. We were like, wow, we were like, and that's, we do all these like names, like Two Bless because it was the second project. Right. And we figured, we were like, you know, we were really lucky. We were really lucky to be where we're at. We don't really have like great music videos. Mm -hmm. And we, we kind of like on some local underground stuff, we have opened up for so many acts of like one, pro, one seven song project. Mm -hmm. and. You know, a lot of people don't get to that. So I was like, yo, man, I'm like too blessed like right now. And then that, that was really what it was. And and I was just writing more about like, just like kind of like experiences like in life, like weird, like female interactions with right. girls, like mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that, that was like really what I was writing for. 
and I was right before like wanting to make money. Like it was like a lot of like hustle songs on there, and like just like, yo, like uh, it was randomness on there too. Cause like my friends were like a part of this. Like in the, in the beginning of the song, like Frisky Bitch was really just about like how like sexual you can just be, and it cannot be really good to be that <laughs> sexual. But uh, like. And, and like, you know, she like, I talk about like, you know, a girl had sex with my friend. I had sex with her too. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, I just did these, I was just having sex just to have sex. I wasn't yeah. in love with anybody or anything. Word, like yeah. And um, so it was like a lot of experienced, like, moments when I was making music in this project rather than the last project. The last project was just hunger. Just mm -hmm. hunger. But the, this project's more like experience. And I think that's why people like it a lot more. And a lot of people that know me were like, will say something in a song like, I know what you mean when you say this part in the song because mm -hmm. like you you were talking about this like a couple weeks ago like now you made a song about it Word. You know? and that that's fun i don't know what my next project holds i really hope that like it's either like i think this next project's going to be like, like love and lust like flat out mm -hmm. it's just like i'm either i'm gonna be like heartbroken by something or you know i'm gonna do something really destructive but like mm -hmm. I, I think that's what my next project is going to be about. But I'm just living life just to get some of those experiences. I really want that in my life. So. Word, yeah. Maybe something towards like a D'Angelo kind of. Yeah, <laughs> know so funny. I was just uh, listening to D'Angelo. No kidding. Other day, <laughs> I listened to Untitled. Mm. Uh, how like how does it feel? I'm like, where was he? Hey, why he just wrote a song and it obviously has a hook. Could have been named How Does It Feel, but mm. he was like saying it's Untitled. And I think what it was was like how I feel about a person. Like, that's why I was untitled. Like, I can't even say how much I love this person or want this person, need this person. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have like, I have like a genuine jealousy for that. When he made that record, like, I wish mm -hmm. I wrote that record. I wish I was, I wish mm -hmm. I did that record. You know, I don't even, I don't even sing really that much. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I sung recently on a song, mm -hmm. uh, Privacy, that we have out. It's actually mm -hmm. like pretty decent. But my vocal has always been like weird. I've leaned into her like, I liked uh, rock stars growing mm. up when it came to vocals. So like sometimes the vocals weren't the best. Like Billy Idol is like my favorite mm -hmm. like vocalist because it was just, like deep and um, you know. And I, I like stuff like that. Like King Cruel, like, mm. I like his vocal. So okay. like, I wouldn't lean into that. But. James Blake maybe. Love James Blake. Nice. Love James Blake. James Blake is like. James Blake can do anything. Oh yeah, no, he's a very prodigy, yes, child. Yeah. very like thrown can go in a studio with him and you'll be like i think i want to make this record with james blake and you might make something completely different oh, yeah, and that's why yeah. i like james blake a lot uh i was listening to a lot of like those like weird experimental songs that he was just making yeah like uh i mind like yeah. like, like stuff off of one yeah one and i'm just far, like, yeah. what is this like what is it but, it's like yeah man i loved it yeah it's and, like um the, the the way that I sort of like to look at that album in particular, Overgrown something completely different. Yeah, it is. But um, James Blake self-titled, it's sort of like if pop were to just like like break at the seams and just become this pile of like edgy sounds yeah. and sharp, really tuned vocals. I honestly think that music is going in that direction. Because, um, you know, like, what was it saying? Like, Every 10 years, we have this wave of music that is the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. um, 90s, 80s rock and roll. Right, the fact that you could even break it down to 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, 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 all day back. Um, you know what I'm saying? And like what we, like the EDM thing like, yeah. took off like after like, it kind of got bigger like in 2010. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of that, like DJs was like touring, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. 
I was like, dang, so what's next? What's next? Something always changes. Just mm -hmm. rely on change to happen because innovation happens. Definitely. And I was just like, I think experimental is going to be the next thing because James Blake was like an artist that got super popular and was able to work with Kanye West yep. and help, help Kanye West get to that experimental phase. Like, Mm -hmm. After James Blake started working with Kanye West, I see a big change in what, Kanye's what, music. What, what did, oh, I'm sorry, but um, what did they work on together? Was it, uh, was it Yeezus that James Blake Yeezus was on? and he worked on some of the newer projects. Yeah, you know, like Kanye West has like a bunch of people just come in and do like random stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like Kanye West a lot. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you're constantly comparing Kanye West to Kanye West. That's the, the best thing that ever mm -hmm. can happen. People are like, yo, he's not like college dropout. But I'm like, yo, he, he made college <laughs> dropout, though. Yeah, you know did. what I'm saying? So, like, uh, it's, it's that sort of like, um, what, what, what I genuinely enjoy to see out of a particular artist is artist progression, right? You see it in artists or even bands like Pink Floyd. You see it in artists like D'Angelo, especially with Black Messiah. Yeah. You see it in Tori Moi. You see it in Kanye. Uh, and it's crazy to think that. They can go from one area and be just really, um, well, in, in my eyes, subjectively good at what they did at the time and go somewhere completely different and then just, just kill it. Just as great. Yeah. Just as great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like, I fear that because a lot mm -hmm. of people get mad when you switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know a, a change is going to come. Mm -hmm. But I'm like hoping that I can, what I hope is to keep the best qualities of what I've been putting out, mm -hmm. destroy the stuff that people don't really need, mm -hmm. and then grow with new qualities yeah. and just keep it so both sides are happy. Like, yo, I like this a lot. This is new, mm -hmm. but I like it a lot still. And I think that's um, one of those things that, like, it's a really tough to do. Because mm -hmm. you're is. just caught, like, music is a personal thing, no matter what. If you're making good music, mm -hmm. like, good stuff. It's very personal, but with anything that's good, it could be terrible to someone completely mm -hmm. opposite. Yeah, somebody who um, who I think went with with, with sort of that um, method of doing their thing, taking the good, leaving out the bad, and you know, like everybody does that to some extent. But somebody who came to mind is um, Panda Bear out of Animal Collective. Uh, okay, I've heard of Animal Collective. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So Panda Bear Branch. Panda Bear is um, the well, well, one of the vocalists for uh, Animal Collective, and he um, does his own solo project on the side. Animal Collective is still a, a project that goes on. Right. But you can hear in his solo work, um, it went from Panda Bear self-titled to Tomboy to his newest release, uh, Panda Bear Meets the Grim Reaper. And you hear that um, solo artist progression, and it's it, it sort of builds off of what he had going on earlier, and uh, especially his newest one. It pulls qualities from both Tomboy and um, Self Titled, right? But takes it in a completely different direction. Like with his newest album, he's getting a lot more, um, I guess, cinematic with his uh, soundscapes and his soundstage and everything, and it's really cool to see. And with his newest project too, he. The way that I look at uh, Panda Bear Meets the Grim Reaper, which everybody should listen to, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's less of an album, it's more of a compilation of different pieces that he's done in their own respect. Right. So like, you, one wouldn't think that one song on the album is on the same album as another song. It feels like they were just done in completely different worlds and just a compilation of that. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of living. Yeah, I really think. Yeah. I just think that like that's a lot of like you gotta live to be creating stuff like that. Oh yeah, time. and um, I, envious. Yeah, I guess like the, the 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 thing is with him, he has. I mean, he has Animal Collective money, big band. Yeah, know? yeah. He has his um, own studio, like a big studio, like warehouse sized studio in um, Barcelona, somewhere in Spain, crazy, or Portugal. 
I can't. I watched the documentary, but I can't remember. Um, and he's just out there doing his thing. His wife has a clothing line, and he's just making music like full time. Yeah, man, like, that's a dream. That is the dream. That's a dream. Yeah. You hear stories like that, you're just like, oh. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what life has in store for me, mm. like on that level, because like I'm not chill. Like mm. I want to be chill. No, like, 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 what do you, like what do you mean? Like like, like people like, like to party all the they time. They get money and not not even party. I, I don't like going to parties that much. Mm. Um, but. I like working on music. Mm-hmm. I like uh, working on like visuals. So like, and I like working on anything. Like, and like, if I was to get the blessing of like becoming a astronomical, you know, star, like on mm-hmm. some like Beyonce, Jay Z level, where you're like doing the Super Bowl, like, yeah. I would be so into it to make it the best experience ever. Because I remember watching Michael Jackson's Super Bowl performance and going. Shit, like, yeah, it's like he hired, like, I think I heard he hired, like, David Copperfield to, like, do, like, a lot of, like, stage, like, maybe not for the Super Bowl, but it was, like, something else, and, like, he's doing stuff. I remember, like, they had him, like, pop up, like, on one side, and, like, he did the dance, and they popped up on the other side, and then he popped up on the, like, floor, and then you're just, like, and I think that's what makes that, like, God, like, feel when you see Michael Jackson, you're, like, oh, my God, my heart hurts. It's just, like, gonna be so good, and, um... You know, and I, I will always, when you watch stuff like that, people say that, like, they're like, oh, you know, like, Michael Jackson's an inspiration. But, like, it really is. Like, it inspired yeah, me to go that hard, like, and just take it to the next level. This dude had, like, a bunch of stuff. But, I, you know, and I hate to say it like this, but, like, honestly, I feel like sometimes, kind, like, Kanye West, I wouldn't say he's better than Michael Jackson, like, the new Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Because people are, like, right now, like, I'll do anything for this dude. Like, I'll buy a shirt. For like mm-hmm. 150. Yeah. It's like a gilded. Plain white tee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like I saw him and I'm like, dang, like, can't believe he's doing that. So like I just look up to like inspirations like that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm hearing about uh Panda Bear and you know, Collective, he's like, yo, he's got a bunch of money, he gets to work on like different projects and stuff Word. like that and live. But I'm like, that to to for you to like explain it like that. I, I always think people that are deep into music, like 20 percenters, like me and you. Mm-hmm. I always listen to how they talk about another artist. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Because, yeah, yeah. like, that means, like, that artist really got you to feel. Yeah. Like, something about them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, artists, you know what I'm talking about? It's, like, very, your music ain't that strong. So right. you're, like, you know, you, he, this is amazing. Like, he's got this, like, project, and it's, like, this, this, and that. He has a wife in Spain, Barcelona. I'm just, like, picturing yeah. his life, like, so he just, yeah. Is, like, living. Yeah, this, that's his experience, yeah. you know? yeah. And it's crazy to, well, in his particular experience, it's crazy to even get to that point, but it's true. Like, if somebody really makes you feel, and with the advent of today's technology, you know, we can just look up whatever we want oh, and yeah. just look up their, you know, details and other projects that may not have been as well received or as um, known to the public, mm-hmm. and just really paints a full picture about them. And like, um, like, like I said, it comes down to the medium, but it's also the person who is behind the medium. Right. It's like the person who is living their life and showing their perspective through what they do. And that goes with any artist, anybody who shares personal experience, mm-hmm. you know? And um, out of curiosity, have you seen The Neon Demon? No. What is it? It's, um, oh man. Is it a it's, movie? It, it is a film, yeah. It's a film about a girl Moves to Los Angeles, uh, uh, sort of like runs away from home, moves to Los Angeles to be a model. And it's about her just like 
killing the game. Like um, there, there are people who have been in the industry like for like significantly longer than her. She's there for like two weeks and she's already talking to like the top designers and she's just like, a, she's a star, right? Yeah. And all these other people are around her just like being, uh, you know, just being jealous and just like, oh, why is she getting this? And I'm not gonna tell you any spoilers of the movie or whatever, Right. but the writing behind that is what was was really powerful i think and it's and powerful as in um i guess the grand message is powerful nuance is there but um what is the grand message i have to know you have to watch the movie man i have to know i will watch the movie for value but like it, a movie gotta move me mm -hmm. it gotta move me mm -hmm. like um what was it? Films that move me that I watch just to watch because it get me amped up. Mm -hmm. uh, Cinderella Man. Like Disney Cinderella? No, like, Cinderella Man. Oh, the Cinderella one about Man. The boxer. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but fighting movies always move me. Mm -hmm. um, Kill Bill oh. moves me because it's like this movie is about women mm -hmm. that are just badass, mm -hmm. and one woman in particular has been like just shitted on to the top and she's just not saying no for her answer. Like, mm -hmm. and I just think like you, I, I look at it like a metaphor, of course. I'm like, dude, you should just like, when people shit on you, just go after your dreams. Like just mm -hmm. go all the way with that shit. Just yeah. take it to the next level. Like, and if it includes getting rid of the people who shit on you. Yeah, shit on <laughs> you, then you do it, like yeah. do it. And that was like the plan. It was very direct. Mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino shoots it. He doesn't sexualize the women. I like, oh, like yeah. that a lot. He didn't mm. sexualize any of like, the characters. Right. It's, it's, it's not like overtly sexual. Yeah, overtly yeah. sexual. I mean, they're naturally women because they're beautiful, but yeah. like, it's not like, yo, I'm going to have a sex scene with this chick for right. no exact reason. Mm. Like, I'm going to have her exist as this character and this character alone and mm. gave them like a different aspect for lives. Like, one was still like an assassin. One had kind of moved on, had a family. Yep. One, you know, was like the head boss of a like Tokyo thing. Like, things you don't see from women often. So, like, that motivated me. He built a whole movie around women, and I watched this interview. He was like, everyone should go see that movie. That would teach you that, like, you can do anything and that mm. women aren't, it's like the most, like, the, the even the dude that was part of the uh, Daily Viper assassination squad was, like, the weakest one. He couldn't, like, really, like, uh, Bill, right? yeah, yeah. No, no, Bill was the top. Oh, dude. no, 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 uh, uh, his brother. His brother. His brother, yeah, yeah. his brother was part of it, but he really, he couldn't stand up to any of those girls, I don't think. They yeah. made him just, like, a character die by a snake. Yeah. And, like, I was just like, wow, this is a, it's a move movie. So when I see move, hear about movies, I'm gonna watch that film. Yeah. The Neon. Uh, say it again. The Neon. Neon Demon. Demon. Yeah, yeah. The neon Demon. I recommend that to anybody who's listening right now, straight up. Okay. Well, I'm gonna watch it, and then I'm gonna give my review on it on Twitter, <laughs> so you can follow me at Evan and Twerk on Twitter, and I will tell you I will watch it like today, tonight. <laughs> solid, solid. But, um, but the. It's astounding to me that number one, be, being a writer, it uh, the, the the whole process of being a writer for like the uh, like the big Hollywood movie circuit, it's really convoluted. You don't make a lot of money most of the time. You write a lot, and there's not much in it for you um, if you're like the bottom ninety percent of writers. Right, right. Um, but it's through their experiences, it's through their creativity, and um, what happens to them in life or ch stuff that they just tr choose to um, uh, make out of nothing mm -hmm. that really sets the tone for a lot like i was uh, i was uh, reading this article the other day um uh, you know the game dungeons and dragons yes i've never played that game in my life but i know like these the aesthetic of it i know that they're like trolls and uh, demons, yeah, demons and knights yeah. and stuff 
And I guess before that, that wasn't um, outside of like um, ethnic lore and stuff like that. That wasn't really a thing. And that set the tone for a lot of what happened subsequently. Like, um, I might be wrong, but just sort of like, like, like modern fantasy, right? Yeah. And that set the entire tone for that. And people who were making the game had to be like, all right, this, these are going to be the classes and um, these are going to be this, that, and the other and set everything up in that particular way. Right. And it really made an entire like genre of not even just games, just an entire genre. You know what yeah. I mean? Like fantasy world yeah. stuff. And I could only imagine if there were to be someone like that coming along who made that for music. Because it's happened in like electronic music, kind of. Like Flying Lotus sort of did that with yeah. the whole um, new beat music kind of, uh, quote unquote beat music kind of thing. Um, and you, you have other people like... Um, who contributed to their scenes and made their own thing out of it, like Rusty out of the UK, mm. sort of made that sort of saccharine, neon, edgy, glass swords kind of pop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it would be it, it would be really interesting to see something like that uh, come home um, growing from Detroit right now. I think, like, if we were to do anything, where, where I'm trying to take it back to is back to the roots. We I, And, I, like, Dungeons & Dragons... Mm. It was an idea, I think, that stemmed off of maybe could you could have read Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and said Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Like, you could have seen something and just been like, that looks kind of scary. I'm going to base something off of that and then mm -hmm. spawn off. So I think that what we need to do in Detroit, because I think this is very important to success of a city, mm -hmm. is to develop an aesthetic mm -hmm. that everyone can relate to, yep. everyone can be a part of. And, and come together and be that, and that'd be a Detroit thing. Mm -hmm. Like, because Detroit thing, like, people don't really have Detroit things. Like, you go to Atlanta, and you're like, oh, that's an Atlanta thing. Right. Like, LA, it's like, that's an LA thing. Or Texas, it's a Texas thing. New York, mm -hmm. New York thing. Like, the Thames, and like, has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, we should just go back to the roots of Detroit where it was like rock and roll and freaking cars. And that's like it, like, working on muscle cars. We built cars. People were like working on their cars and stuff. And that was like, to get a Cadillac was like a big thing. To get like, a Mustang was a big thing, like mm -hmm. in Detroit, you mm -hmm. know, because if we were the car city. That's like why, why I wear ripped jeans. Like we, we don't have much money here. Mm -hmm. it, it makes no sense. We don't even have a Louis Vuitton store downtown Detroit. We're like mm -hmm. the major store that like doesn't major city that doesn't have that store. Yeah. So like, I'm like, why do we even act like and go out of our way to buy things? Like mm -hmm. right now I'm wearing a Kesha like tour shirt right now. Mm -hmm. I bought it for like two bucks, mm -hmm. like at a thrift, like, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm still doing shows and still getting coverage and people aren't caring about what I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. So like, really it's like, I could probably do whatever I want to and build a whole different aesthetic that fits my lifestyle mm -hmm. and it fits a Detroit lifestyle because a Detroit lifestyle is not the same as an Atlanta lifestyle. True. It's not yeah. the same as an LA and it's not the same as a New York. Mm -hmm. So we need to just find what we like are really good at mm -hmm. and um, you know become that and just start embracing it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. we, we just dived out and we're, we're really desperate to find something. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, if, if you were desperate to find something and it's not working, go back. Just go back and take a look. And that, that's what helps um, us all kind of build together. And like, you know, because when you're identical, you know, a little bit, even Toronto has this identical thing going on with Drake. And, yeah, and, yeah. It, and you, I like a lot of different artists from Toronto. Like, these are really good songs. They all sound kind of similar. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just identifying a Detroit, like, sound, I guess, mm -hmm. I guess. And we, when we were coming up with, like, Piranha Gang, we were thinking, like, Motorcycle Gang, Hot Riders. Mm -hmm. sort, of, sort, of, sort of like a Rough Rider Yeah, look, thing. Rough Rider. Kind of yeah. like Rough Riders, but, like, not as thuggy. Uh -huh. And, um, like, 
we just wanted kids to be like, yo, like, you don't have to buy high expensive clothing to fit in. Mm -hmm. Like, I came from, like, a school. Like, and the cool, funny thing is, like, farther you get from high school, you figure out how, like, it really was. Like, when you're in high school, you think it's, like, really a certain way. And then further away, you're like, it really wasn't like that. Like, I was, like, not who I am in high school. I didn't know who I was. And uh, that was the trouble. Because, like, I didn't really like, like, High school. Now that I think about it, like I had friends and I didn't get bullied or anything. But, like but that. the experience itself. Yeah. yeah, it was just like um, I'm doing way more in life now than I was in yeah. high school. So like now I think like, well shit, like this is like the best time of my life, mm. and look where I'm at. And and I just wanted to tell kids like, you don't have to like think that that's it. Because people like get caught up in this high school lifestyle with girls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like my my better time happened like right now, and. And a lot of kids come to me and they, you know, they don't really have cash. Mm-hmm. Every job you get at McDonald's, some older person's taking it from you. So you're yeah. a kid, you can't really make any money. You know, you, your parents, they're like, dude, that could be 20 bucks, you know, a week. Here and there. You know, yeah. here and there, you yeah. know, see if you're okay. So, like, this kid has 20 bucks and he chooses to go to your concert and it's $10, like, it's 50%. So mm-hmm. he, has to, he doesn't want to live your lifestyle. And like, he, he's going to want that. If he's going to your concert, he's going to mm-hmm. be amazed because want to be like that because that is what I idolize. So you have to right. idolize something that's affordable for kids and cool for kids to all be a part of. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. Right. Like and kids aren't always going to like tour guy because it's 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 that teen angst, that teen mm-hmm. sexual energy, that teen neglective energy, that attitude energy where you're a teenager and you're like, "Ugh, like ugh, f mm-hmm. off all this, you know. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is this this and that." But um with that being said, like, you know, I, I want to make sure that it's apparent what I'm doing with Twerk God mm. is, is exactly the right thing to do because kids are going to look and just say, you know what, the biggest problem with kids right now is not that they're just misled and doing crazy stuff. Mm. It's that they don't know what to do. Word. And they don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And you got to believe in yourself. And, like, mm-hmm. I think people are going to see, like, Twerk God at the end of the day, like, if he did it with a name Twerk God, I can do freaking anything. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I did, I, I'm starting off with music, but it's going to be so much more that I do and still inspire people. And they're going to be like, I ain't even got to be no rapper. I can be anything. Mm-hmm. I can build cars. I can design cars mm-hmm. and just have my special take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I remember hearing the story. Like, my dad told me, like, Cadillac turned down a designer be a, for a car designer uh-huh. because he had tattoos and he didn't look like... Right. Like he fit the part, yeah. but he was a genius. And he went to like, uh, I think Toyota or Mazda or someone and designed something like the Miata, which was like one of the biggest selling cars. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think that these kids have great ideas, but they're, they're told that they're not accepted as they are. So they don't think that like, oh, well, since I'm not accepted, my ideas aren't accepted. So we just got to tell people like, yo, man, this is a new world, man. This is mm-hmm. a completely new world. Yeah. You can do everything that you're doing while like you can just, you know, have fun, party, all that stuff and everything. But you, you got to be passionate about something to mm-hmm. change it, at least to be the innovator, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kids need. So I think that like at the end of the, end of the times, it's not going to be really about the content. It's going to be about what I did and how I did it. And people won't be like, yeah. can't believe he did it. So I can do it if he did it. Because he did it on the nickels and dimes of life. Yeah, you know? Man, I'm glad that you're um, aware of this kind of stuff because obviously the kids are aware too. You know oh, I mean? yeah. And like, um, going back to the point of, you know, what you said, if a kid spends like half of his money going to one of your shows, 
Um, he could have been saving that money for designer socks and like five times over. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And the fact that there's like an opportunity cost difference, um, it should really get people thinking like, you know, how accessible do you want your stuff to be? Yeah. Um, man, I think like as long as I'm not going for the route of making high priced tour clothes. I heard the shirts were like $200 at tours. Mm. You know, it's kind of like telling me like, the average kid probably makes $200 a week, mm -hmm. you know, at a job. Like, if, something he's yeah. at to work a week, yeah. that's a slavery with extra steps. Mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, mm -hmm. um, you, know, they, you know, they use the mind against you. And then uh, after that, you know, they get you in a routine. And next, you know, you go into the show and you're spending $200 on a shirt. It's just kind of crazy. So I just I wanted to make a bunch of stuff that just create, constantly create. A kid mm -hmm. will go, you know what? I can buy this button that's, like, Four dollars. Mm -hmm. Buy a sticker that's like two dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can't buy the shirt, shirt's like fifteen bucks, twenty bucks mm -hmm. at the most. The hoodie is like forty bucks if I really want the hoodie. Right. And um, you know, things like that are going along those lines. And you need to got it. And if they can't fit for none of that and they don't like that, mm -hmm. then you failed because you got to keep on creating stuff that they can afford yeah. and so get. So you so you can keep creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a customer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like you know, um, the best. Unfortunately, I had to say this, the mm. best like food chain is McDonald's because people is accessible, it's yeah. accessible. That's what makes it the top. And mm. you know, even though something like Red Lobster is delicious or like, you know, higher end, mm -hmm. it's expensive and people don't even get to experience it. Yep. But you know, no matter what like we could say about McDonald's and like how bad it is for you, at the time it wasn't always bad for you, but you could at least say, hey, that thing called McDonald's, like, I experienced that mm -hmm. with all my friends. Like, Word. you know what I'm saying? So that's why I kind of want my brand to be, but it's not just as bad for you. Like, you're right, healthy. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> healthy <laughs> person, yeah. Like, um, it's, it's funny you brought that up. I was reading another uh, article, it was a week or so ago, and um, it was about Arizona, you know, the iced tea company? Yeah. Oh, I, oh my God. I was... Everybody loves Arizona, and it's still 99 cents a can. You get this yeah. big, like, iced tea thing full of, like, 80 grams of sugar or whatever. But um, they don't uh, compromise on their price point to keep it accessible for their customers, and they don't, like, advertise at all. Have you ever seen an Arizona ad? No. They don't do it. They don't no, do it. Like, and that's uh, because a lot of companies put a lot of money into their advertising mm -hmm. uh, budget. And these guys are just like, nah, we're just gonna go a different route. And nope. they're like a beloved brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, uh, like I, I was, you know, it's funny, I was just drinking the, I saw the Arizona nacho pack. What is that? It's a, it's a nacho pack oh. for, it's like a giant lunchable. Okay. It's like a lunchable big brother, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, Nachos yeah, yeah. and salsa. Uh -huh. I saw it at the store, it's $159. I'm like, oh my God, this costs as much as a bag of chips, but it's better. Mm. It's like the salsa's in it, you get one with cheese. Mm. And um, I'm like, damn, like this is, I reached out. I'm like, all right, Arizona, I need to get a sponsorship, some shit. Or I need you guys to send me Arizonas. Sure. I don't care. I don't yeah. care about money. Just send me a bunch of Arizonas. Because I, I like this idea right here. Because mm. now I feel obligated to get an Arizona with these nacho chips. And I'm eating through these nacho chips. And you know, people are like, yo, can I get some? Like, I'm just like, yeah, here. Like, and it's a lot in there. I'm like, this is more satisfying for like, friends like mm. yo if i got a nacho pack i don't mind sharing this with you and like you know a bag of chips is really personal i feel like yeah, yeah. mouth to close and like i'm like this is like amazing and i tweeted them i think they were like oh you like that i'm like oh, yeah. i love it and then like you know i i, I was and i when i'm when i'm hype about something i'm hype about it so mm. I, I was at a show i grabbed the nacho pack i went to the store and it's funny because one of my fans was like um supporters mm. he was like some uh hey man uh, are you leaving? Like, he's, cause I guess just, I just talked to everybody like this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the store. Do you want anything? 
And he was like, uh, yeah. And he was just like weirded out that I asked him if he wanted anything. And he's like, can you give me like a Fanta or something like that? Or a Fanta? And I'm like, um, sure. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go up there, get it for him. And then like I gave it back. And he's like, what's that? I'm like, dude, it's a, it's a nacho pack. And he's just like, what? Is it a tea in it? I'm like, no, just chips and salsa. And he's like, so the Arizona's making nachos now. I'm like, yes, they're doing things that help. It's like making the song that you get something new, but you're adopting the old thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. I can still have a tea with this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I can still enjoy a drink with this nacho pack. So I'm eating it in front of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, you want one? You want to try one? Like, this is good. That's and amazing. people are like, these are delicious. I can't like find them like anywhere except for like downtown Detroit. So I'm like mm -hmm. really pushing for Arizona to bring out the nacho pack a little heavier. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? And um. You know, cause that's a big thing, and yeah. I want, and like honestly, when I, when it comes to stuff like that, like I want to be known for the person making the nacho pack, <laughs> yeah. like very popular. Like mm -hmm. you know, people use like their like notoriety to scheme. Like I'm gonna make this T-shirt popular, sell it yeah. for fifty bucks. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? But me, I'm like, I just want the nacho pack to be popular. Mm -hmm. So like, give the people food. Yeah, so <laughs> we can, so they can be at every store, and people be like, cool. I don't, I have more options. Like that's, that's what makes life better. Options. Um, well, what are your uh, social media handles? Where can people uh, reach you at? Evan the Twerk God on everything. E-V-A-N-T-H-E-T-W-E-R-K-G-O-D. Not Twerk Guy, not Tour Guide. God. Twerk God. And um, you don't have to call me Twerk God, man. Just call me Twerk. Call me Evan if you see me, you know, TG. People call me many different things, you know. Whatever is acceptable to you is good to me. Uh, you know, I just appreciate you doing what I do. So, it's a blessing. Appreciate you too, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. No problem, dude. And that has been this week's edition of Detroit International. If you want to check out some of his links, they'll be posted below.